on someone who doesn't know you or your situation to give you specific financial advice is just plain dumb. That's why everything said on this show is just helpful information. If you want specifics, give us a call. All opinions expressed here are ours. GenWealth Financial Advisors is a registered investment advisor with securities offered through LPL Financial. Member FINRA SIPC. It is hard to believe, but the countdown is on to the new year. And it's a great time to set some financial goals for 2020. We're here to help with that on today's Get Ready for the Future show. Age-specific goals to help you achieve your retirement dreams. This is the Get Ready for the Future show. And welcome in. To the Get Ready for the Future show, it is hard to believe that we now have three Saturdays. This is one of three Saturdays left until we turn the calendar on the new year. My name is Scott Inman. I'm glad to have you with us on the Get Ready for the Future show as we are here each and every Saturday with straight talk about your finances, your money, and your retirement. To my right, founders of Genwell Financial Advisors, John Shrewsbury and Janet Walker. Hello. Good morning. Good and morning. happy Saturday to you and Tim yeah. Key to my left. Good morning, my Scott. My colleague in the West Little Rock office. We spend a lot of time sitting side by side in client meetings. I guess it's appropriate that we're here at the table today with mics in front of us. It's a little different with the mics, but um, we do spend a, little t- a lot of time together. Yeah, we do. So we're going to talk today, as we mentioned, turning the calendar to 2020. We are going to talk about some age-specific financial goals that you could set based on your age, based on your decade, really. We're not going to get right down to the actual specific age, but taking a look at what you maybe could set for 2020 in your 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, because they are different. And we do know that if you take a look back, which is really, that's what's big around Christmas time is kind of reflection on the past year. And maybe 2019 didn't go the way you wanted it to go with your finances. You can get off track we know if you're a Razorback football fan, you know how things can get off track. <laughs> wow. The football team has definitely been off track. Not just 2019, John, but they're trying to get it back on the rails with a big hire this I, week. I'm uh, very confident that that Sam Pittman is the guy. Uh, I, when they announced his name, I was like, okay, I can, I can definitely uh, go with that because Sam knows how to have teams on track. When he was here before – the team was on track. We were mm-hmm. doing well. When he left, that's when things ran off the rails. He shows up at Georgia. They are on track. They they were in the SEC championship game just about every year he was there. And so, you know, it is a it it's really about getting that that formula and that mix right. But Janet, being on track and 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 speaking of football, things can change in a heartbeat sometimes oh, yeah. in a football game. Sometimes like this year, you knew that when Arkansas got on the field, you probably knew what the outcome of the game was going to be. And yeah, we, we've we've talked about sometimes before that first snap even occurs, we already know who the winner is and who the loser is. Football can be that way sometimes. But then there are other times in the game where you really don't know who's going to come out ahead at the end of the game. And retirement is a whole lot like that. Many people just don't no. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it'd be great if you could go, you know, seek some counsel in football and go, hey, who's going to win this game? Mm-hmm. Are, are they on track to win it or or not? And know that ahead of time. We don't know that in football. There's no way to do that. But in retirement, there is a way for you to know if you're going to win or lose. You don't want to be the person playing the retirement game and going, I don't know how this is going to turn out. We're just going to have to wait and see. And just like Sam Pittman told the team on, I guess it was Wednesday of last week or maybe Tuesday when he had an opportunity to, to actually talk with them, maybe Monday, actually. Anyway, uh, the, he told the team, the only way that we're going to have success is for us to go to work. Mm-hmm. and to prepare, to begin to prepare. And preparing for retirement starts in your really in your 20s uh, as you get that first job and you you set your course a lot of times early on. Not to say that you can't, you know, rally, you know, in your 30s or 40s or maybe even your 50s, but you do a whole lot better if you begin to prepare as soon as you can. Well, we talked about maybe you got off track in 2019. So to stick with the football analogy for just a moment, my friend Rick Schaefer is fond of quoting this statistic. He talks about it so often when you talk about 
thinking you know who's going to win a football game. He says the team that wins the turnover margin is going to win 75. Yeah. It's I forget the stat exactly, but it's a high number, 70 right. to 75% of the time. And that's maybe what ha- can happen to you in retirement. That can get you off track is maybe you've made a turnover. Maybe you've made a mistake. I know I have. I think we could right. all probably admit to that here. But you've got to be able to overcome that and then – don't make any more turnovers. But yeah, it, it is the the team who makes the fewest mistakes. Yes. And so going into retirement, and again, whether you're in your 20s and we're talking about your retirement, and so not necessarily it's right around the corner, wherever you are. And the way you make the fewest mistakes is you got to have a coach telling you, hey, here's the, here's the way you do this. Here's the way you do this. You know, things as simple as how do you hold the football? That has a big impact on whether or not they fumble. Well, there are a lot of coaching points in getting ready for retirement. And what we've realized is nobody ever gets taught these things. When you go through school, you may get taught how to get a job and therefore how to get a paycheck, but you're not being taught what to do with it. So it is okay to need a coach. You can't discount the whole mindset thing either. I think, you know, talking about uh, the new coach, one of the things he said was that this team has got to believe that they belong there. They've mm-hmm. got to believe that they can do this. And I had the opportunity this past week to actually sit and listen to Chris Gardner. Now, a lot of people may not re- remember that name, but Chris Gardner was the guy that the movie The Pursuit of Happiness oh, yeah. uh, was was based on. And I, the, the key line in that movie is when he looks at his young son and says, don't you ever allow anybody to tell you what you can't do. Yeah. And yeah. and that's that is what has happened to a lot of people in retirement is they've convinced themselves or maybe let somebody else mm-hmm. convince themselves that retirement is out of reach for them mm-hmm. or it's not really necessary that you do this right now. I remember uh, in my young days as a financial advisor, I had a client whose CPA told him that he was too young to start saving for retirement. And that was just the most outrageous thing I'd ever heard of because you're never too young right. to start saving for retirement. You've got to have the right mindset, Scott, going into this or no matter if you have the best coach, if you have all of the best investments and everything, if you don't have the right mindset, you're not going to win. Losing is contagious. We saw that with Razorback football and winning is contagious. So how do you make winning a habit and no longer make losing a habit? And Tim, I bring you in on this because you've taught uh, the principles of Dave Ramsey so often. It comes back to discipline. I'll I'll quote another one of my, my friends that I work with on the Razorback broadcast, Gino Bell, who played defensive line in the early 90s, mid 90s for the Razorbacks. He says, you play like you practice. You absolutely do. And I think a lot of it goes back to momentum. And that's really what Dave preaches. I mean, a lot of people are familiar with his debt snowball approach. And that's just knocking out the smallest debt to largest debt first. But it's knocking out that smallest debt because that will be the quickest debt you can knock out. It gives you some hope. It also gives you a victory. And we see in football all the time, momentum and basketball, Mm -hmm. all sports. I mean, it's all about momentum. And so when that team gets momentum, it's hard to slow them down. Yeah. How many arguments have we had with people about they want to pay off the the highest interest rate first? And there is mathematical logic to that. Sometimes. But yeah. there's not psychological logic to it. And, and it's the psychology, those small victories that you get – give you the power to keep going. It gives you the power to get up and, and keep making those those additional payments on something. And and when you get that victory, you feel like, okay, I'm making progress. And that is a big, big deal in, in the retirement game too. You've got to feel like you're making progress and you've got to see some victories along the way. One of the things that Sam Pittman said in his press conference when they asked him about the state of the program or how last year went, did he watch some film on the games? He said, right. he, he talked a little bit about it, but one of the things he said is we can't do anything about that. Yeah. You can't do anything about what happened this year. That's over. Put it in the rearview mirror. It's a great time to do that here at the end of the year. So we're going to talk about if you were off track in 2019 or even if you think you were still on the rails in 2019, what do you need to set for yourself as a financial goal, age-specific goals to get on track for retirement in 2020? That's on today's Get Ready for the Future show. There are only three things you can count on in life. Death, taxes, and the Get Ready for the Future show on Saturdays. Back with more after this break. 
This is Scott Inman. At Genwell Financial Advisors, we understand that there should be more to retirement than just the size of your nest egg. Whether it's more time for family, a fresh start, or just stopping and enjoying life, whatever it is for you, we know that your retirement should be more. With offices across Central Arkansas, there is a GenWealth location nearby. Call 501-653-7355 or visit us online to schedule an appointment and harness the power of more. Securities offered through LPL Financial Member FINRA SIPC. Investments and economics move at the speed of light. And we've got the latest information you need to know to stay ahead of the game. From GenWealth Financial Advisors, it's the fastest four minutes in investing. Scott Inman and Tim Key with you for the fastest four minutes in investing on the radio side, and we thank you for watching on social media. For those of you who've listened to the radio program for very long at all, you know that our broker-dealer, our partner, is LPL Financial. LPL Financial is the largest independent broker-dealer in the country, and they provide us, Tim, with great resources when it comes to the economy and the markets. We use that to create our clients' portfolio, and one of the big times of the year that they come out with what they call Outlook is at the end of the year and in the middle of the year, and we are here at the end of the year, so they have Outlook 2020. It's entitled bringing markets into focus with a lot of research looking back at what happened in 2019 and what's going to they think happen in 2020. So we're going to hit a couple of the highlights today in the fastest four. So quickly, the year in review, though, was a pretty good year, even though it was a volatile trading year. Uh, the economy has made it out of that year uh, relatively unscathed. Unscathed, the gross domestic product, GDP, growing uh, by an average of 2.4%, strong consumer spending, uh, improved housing demand, businesses holding on to their cash and their capital expenditures, that growth stalled because of the trade uncertainties. So how about going into 2020? Got a couple of headlines here to talk about. Let's talk about the strong consumer. People are working, and that's a big thing. Well, when people are working and when wages are going up, people feel good. Yeah. So when people feel good, they have a tendency to go out and spend. And so that's really where this consumer is in this day and age right now. Um, we're we're doing real well. We're spending a lot of money, and that's really helping the economy. Yeah, and when you talk about that being about 70% of things, right, and consumer spending drives the economy, and we continue to think, uh, according to LPL's research, that wages will continue to be strong. The labor market will continue to be strong in 2020. Healthy inflation is our next one. And, you know, people think sometimes I don't think they want any inflation, but some inflation is good, and if it's manageable, that is a good economic indicator. It absolutely is. We want to make sure that um, we do keep inflation under control. The Fed does a lot of that with the interest rates that they're setting. We'll talk about that in just a minute, too. But um, if the inflation is in that one and a half to two and a half percent range, which it has been in the last number of years, we expect things to be more expensive as we move forward. But we do want to make sure that it doesn't get out of control. And we have been able to keep inflation in check. And you mentioned the Fed has a little bit of say-so in that. That's the next point is what's going to happen with the Fed in 2020. Uh, no more rate cuts, at least not expected. They are going to maintain a wait-and-see uh, attitude. I guess the word here is flexibility. They could go the other way, but we don't anticipate any more rate cuts in 2020. Yeah, they just held the uh, Fed fund rate the same this week, and so... Um, they are going to be wait and see, but I think they're going to be very cautious, probably will not see um, much movement either direction in this coming year unless there is a surprise. All right. So the other part of this is taking a look at what's happening outside the United States. And not much has changed here on LPL's outlook. They still are not very bullish. In fact, bearish, some would say, on European areas. Uh, and that would include uh, the Brexit situation that still hasn't been ironed out in the U.K., uh, Germany has teetered with the idea of being in a recession or they, they are on the cusp uh, of a recession or were earlier this year. And then you have Japan, not thing, things not looking great there, but emerging markets they rather still, than developed markets still favorable. They still like some of those emerging markets, those undeveloped markets um, going forward. They have been bullish in that for a long time, and they do expect that to really move forward in 2020. All right. So the big takeaway here, what about a recession in 2020? Is there a chance? A recession, LPL says, starting in the fourth quarter of 2020 or first quarter of 2021 is possible, but they don't believe prob probable. So there's the takeaway from Outlook 2020. And that's a look at the fastest four minutes in investing. Thanks for watching on social media and listening on the Get Ready for the Future show. And our program continues next. Your retirement should be more. More what? More than just investments, more about you. Find out more when the Get Ready for the Future show returns. 
Meet the GenWealth team in person at our GenWealth Academy workshops happening in your area. For more information, visit GetReadyForTheFuture.com slash events. Now, back to the show. We have a couple of great GenWealth Academy workshops coming up for you in the new year. We'll talk about that a little later in the broadcast, but we are stretching ourselves on the Get Ready for the Future show in 2020. You know, the topic of our show today is on track, some financial goals that you can set for yourself, age-specific or decade-specific goals for 2020. We've got a new goal out there for the Get Ready for the Future show beginning on January 15th. And if you follow us on social media, you may already know this, but we are excited to announce that the GenWealth Get Ready for the Future show is going to be live beginning on January 15th. Now, you can still catch us on the radio on these same stations, same time, same bat channel, as they used to say. Nothing's changing right. from what we already do. So this is an add-on, not uh, taking anything away from what we do on the radio side. But on at 11.30 a.m. on Wednesdays, 11.30 on Wednesdays, every Wednesday at 11.30, we're going to be live on Facebook and on YouTube. So you can search GenWealth on either of those platforms, Facebook or YouTube right now, like us, and you'll be able to watch at 11.30. Now, there's a lot of reasons we're doing this, but I think the number one reason for me, John, is the fact that we want to increase our interaction. You know, one of the things that we don't often have on the Saturday morning show is the ability to take a question from somebody and talk about it right there on the spot. Right. And we're going to be able to do that with uh, messages on on Facebook Live. And, uh, you know, we're, we're going to do everything we can to interact more. And right. Janet, I'm really excited about the fact that we'll actually be able to show pictures of things like yes. graphs and charts yeah. and, and be able to explain things in a visual way in addition to an auditory way. And I think it just increases our learning quotient, if you will. It does. And that is a huge part of what we believe because at GenWealth, we are education-based, uh, strategy-driven, and team-delivered, and that education base is about to take a big leap. That's absolutely right. We're super excited about it. And I, I know Scott mentioned the interaction, um, but John, you and I, way back when, used to actually do the show live on Saturdays, and so we would have those call-in questions, and we loved it. Um, but, but we also knew we needed to spend some time with our family, so we gave up doing it live on Saturdays so we could be with our family. But this will enable us to get some of those questions again and get that interaction. And I want to take just a moment to brag on our marketing team. Yes. Guys, none of us at this table could have made this happen. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, but Sean and Casey and Ginger and Abby are, are killing it. And we are just super proud of them. And we're looking uh, so forward to getting this started. January 15th will be our first live date. So uh, join us. At some point in time, maybe we can even bring the phone back into the equation. And maybe we'll have these perennial callers like Fred from Ferndale. (laughs) We had them when we were live. We did. We absolutely did. So Mm -hmm. it's a lot of fun. And uh, it's kind of like riding a roller coaster. You never know what the turn is going to be, Mm -hmm. uh, especially if you're riding in the dark. Been a while since I've been on live TV, but I don't have to wear a tie, do I? No, we're going to let you not wear a tie on. Wasn't that like part of his contract when he came here that no tie was required, (laughs) given where he came from? Let me just dispel the rumor that we're doing this because Scott was was missing the TV camera. That is not the case at all. No. Uh, we, we wanted to be more visual and, and wanted to connect with you guys. And so we hope you'll connect with us on Facebook and on YouTube. That is coming up on January 15th. Mm, no makeup either, Tim. We don't have to wear makeup. That's that's a good that's thing, a good, too. That's yeah. a good thing. You wouldn't go for that, would you? Well, well, it's yeah. been a long time since I've worn Might makeup. Might be a good thing. Might be not such a good thing. <laughs> that's true, too. So, again, just to, to wrap that up in a bow, Facebook or YouTube. You can search GenWealth on either of those platforms. And beginning on January 15th, Wednesday, and then every Wednesday following that at 1130 a.m., the Get Ready for the Future show live is going to debut. So along with the show today, this morning we're talking about financial goals that you can set for yourself to get on track for 2020. And again, we kind of talked about in the first segment whether you're off track or you feel like you're still on track, but you need just some clarification of goal setting in the new year. And we mentioned it would be decade specific. So let's start. We're going to kind of lump 20s and 30s and 40s together, but I think we can nuance this as we talk about it for different decades because we do know there are key differences. Not everybody's at the same stage of life in their 20s, 30s, and 40s. But number one on our list of tips is invest in yourself. Now, you might think that means 
pay yourself first from a savings perspective, and it certainly can mean that, establishing an emergency fund, a savings account, beginning vesting in a retirement plan. But it could also mean improving yourself for the ability to make more income, like going back to school and earn a master's degree or professional certification. You know, I think that that's something that gets lost too is in that feeling of mindset that you talked about last last segment, John, that people can feel defeated when it comes to retirement because, man, I, every it takes every dollar. They can feel this way. It takes every dollar just to keep things afloat. How am I ever going to put money back for retirement? Budgeting falls into a way you can correct that, but it also looking at income potential in your future. Yeah, I I think that as a from a mindset standpoint, if you are young and you're you're getting a job and all of that, you've got to instill the discipline of pay yourself first. And obviously, you've got to have some money to pay yourself, so you need a job and you need a good paying job, you know, so you can save more money. If there's not gas in the car, it's not going anywhere and the money is the gas in the car. And so you you've got to have the education that's necessary to get that good job, but you also have to have that discipline and that mindset. And Janet, that comes from the fact that, you know, we all are very responsible to pay our bills, or most of us are very responsible to pay our bills out there. But the the key is, if you're going to pay everybody else, you ought to put yourself at the head of the line. Absolutely. You've got to make it a priority. And to, to look back at what we we're talking about, about, you know, maybe it's time to get more education so that you can get a higher paying job. I want to also just say, be sure that you keep things in balance in doing that because you can go back seeking education and wind up with a significant amount of debt Absolutely. in the process. And yeah. instead of making a step forward, you've actually made a step back. Yeah, you're going to get a higher paying job, but it's not going to matter for a long time because of all the student loan debt. So uh, we would encourage you to go through, if, if it's right for you to take some classes, go through that at a pace which is not going to kill you financially and make you actually take a step backwards. Well, and the thing you've got to look at is what's it going to cost for that education and what's the real payoff that the I return. could get? Because yeah. Yeah. I've seen people amass hundreds of thousands of dollars of student loan debt and they come out and they get a job making $10,000 more than they could have had if yeah. they hadn't gone to school. Yeah, and there's no question about that. And we talk about the path to retirement, Tim, all the time as a cash flow issue. You've got to create some cash flow. So number two on our list of tips here, manage your debt. And we would even probably insert eliminate your debt. The earlier you can get rid of it, the earlier you can no longer have hundreds of dollars going towards a loan and now have hundreds of dollars to maybe half of it goes to retirement, half of it goes to uh, creating experiences for yourself. We don't we want we don't want to say every dime has to go to retirement, but eliminating debt should be a priority, even if you're in your 20s or 30s. Right. Most of the people we talk to are probably 15 to 20 years out from retirement. We're looking at their debt at that point. But it's the debt they got into when they were in their 20s and yeah. 30s. Yeah. yeah, And that's when we really have to be careful. And, you know, Janet, you talked about student loans, and I mm-hmm. think that's one of mm-hmm. the biggest areas now in, in uh, the nation here. But we also need to make sure that we're not overextending on vehicles and buying a house that's too big for us when we right. get started, things like that. Because even though we are in our 20s and 30s, we have more time to correct the mistakes that we made. But if we can eliminate those mistakes, we'll be so much further ahead from the get-go. And Mm -hmm. the cash flow is what it's all about. So the more cash you can have to actually do those things you Mm -hmm. want to do and to be able to save and put put aside before you're in your 40s, you're going to have that to be able to accumulate so much more before your retirement. Let me share a quick story when you talk about not getting into a house that's too big for you, because I did that. I'll be honest with you. 2006, is we built our house, and so I was 33 years old. So back in that same time frame, right? And we had a home, and we wanted a bigger home, and we started at a certain square footage. And by the time that sucker was built, it was a lot <laughs> it was bigger. bigger than that. <laughs> yeah. And I remember, uh, I don't remember if it was the, the the guy who was giving me the bank loan or the or the real estate agent we were working with. I, probably the guy at the bank. And, and and understandably so, that was his position. But I, I, one of the people around me said, "You'll grow into it." And we did. We had another you child. Had another kid, yes. <laughs> so we did grow into it. But I can remember the feeling of sitting there when that first mortgage payment was yeah. due, going, I don't know how we're going to do this. 
Well, yeah. and, and, and that's, debt is that's some, a problem. That's something you yeah. don't want to grow into. No, you know, no. Well, yeah, right. I mean, uh-uh. that, that's not a point of encouragement there at all. And I think about I don't know how they promote credit cards now in college, but I remember, you know, you could walk through the student loan and free T-shirt, free pizza. Yeah. There wasn't anything free there. <laughs> no, there's there's some costly free. free T-shirts right there. But you think about, you know, people do that all the time with the intent of, oh, I won't really use it except in an emergency. But then they redefine what an emergency really is. And and I'll say it is important for you to have some credit when you're, you know, establishing yourself in your 20s because you're not going to be able to get into a, an apartment or a house or anything really without some degree of credit. At some point later, it doesn't matter because you only need credit when you have some level of, of debt and need to depend on other people a little bit. But early on, it does matter. What I would encourage you to do for that, though, is just have like a credit card with like a $250 limit and just get gas on it because you're not going to buy more gas. You're Mm -hmm. just going to fill up your tank, fill it up, pay off the card, fill it up, pay off the card. And it positively impacts your credit, but you're not getting into a credit card debt issue, which happens overnight. Let me tell you where people get off track, and this is another mindset thing, and probably the most devastating phrase that you can say to yourself financially is, I deserve this. Mm. And if you say, I deserve this, and it's something other than financial independence, Mm. you don't deserve to have what goes along with whatever it is you think you deserve. You deserve financial independence, and you're not going to get financial independence if you keep telling yourself yourself that you deserve mm-hmm. that very nice car or that McMansion or whatever it is. You can't go around with this entitlement mindset to say, well, because I work eight to five Monday through Friday and I bust it during that time, I deserve to have this. Mm-hmm. No, what you deserve is to be financially free and financially independent. And if you cave in to those other desires, you won't ever get there. And mm-hmm. so you've got to have the right mindset when it comes to the thought process of what, where you direct your money to go. Or because I work harder than Joe across the street yes. and I need a house oh, yeah. that looks just like his. That's another mm-hmm. whole issue. We only got a few seconds left in this segment and we only got through two tips, but we're going to continue our discussion of setting some financial goals, getting on track in 2020. Did you get off track in 2019? Or maybe you're doing okay, but you just need that extra step, something to put out there as a goal by 2020 to start doing to improve your financial future, or as John said, put you on track for financial independence. More tips to share as the Get Ready for the Future show continues in a moment. Don't miss a minute of the Get Ready for the Future show. Look for our podcast on iTunes or Stitcher, or visit getreadyforthefuture.com slash radio. We'll be right back. Want more straight talk about retirement, investments, and your money? Listen to our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Now back to the Get Ready for the Future show. I mentioned in the last segment about our upcoming Gen Wealth Academy workshops in the new year. Two great new workshop opportunities for you in January. One is happening at Mike's Place in Conway on January 23rd, and the other at the Crown Plaza in Little Rock on January 28th. And here's what we're talking about. The title of the workshop is Fortifying Your Finances. This is really all about security. We're going to have three parts in it. There's going to be one from right out of the mouth of an FBI representative, identity protection. Boy, identity theft, identity fraud, that's a big issue uh, all across the board in America today. But especially as you move into your retirement years, there are people out there that want to prey on you. So what are some steps you can take to protect your identity? And then social security. Talk about Security, it's right in the word. Social security, retirement income security. What do you need to know about claiming strategies? What do you need to know about when to take your benefit or how much your benefit can grow if you defer it until later? We're going to have Stephanie Smith, who is a member of our team and has been now for, what, a little over a year now? Yeah. She spent 27 years at the Social Security Administration, and now she's joined the GenWealth team, and she talks about Social Security and want to get your questions answered about that. And then the third part of the workshop is really more about the security of the protection of your assets. What do you need to know? What changes do you need to know about in the way you invest when you move from accumulation into distribution? It's a big key change in your mindset about 
preservation of assets and also being able to not run out of money before you run out of time. So all three of those things coming up in one workshop, and it's free to attend, Fortifying Your Finances. It's January 23rd at 6.30 at Mike's Place in Conway and January 28th at 6.30 at the Crown Plaza in Little Rock. Always free to attend. Dinner is provided. We ask that you would register. Let us know you're coming, and you can do that by going to GetReadyForTheFuture.com. So we're talking today about setting some goals, age-specific, or we should say decade-specific goals for the new year, ways to get on track for your financial independence in 2020. And we've been talking to the 20-somethings, the 30-somethings, and the 40-somethings, myself included here, and I'm going to share a story about one of our next tips here. We mentioned the emergency fund briefly, but that is one of our tips. Don't neglect your emergency fund. And I'm going to go a step farther in if you have an emergency fund, don't tap it unless it's actually an emergency. Because, you know, we get a savings account and, and I think about my savings account and I have a number that I want it to be. And it's real easy to think about if you want something, vacation, maybe you need to buy a ticket on a flight uh, to your vacation destination to tap into that general savings account. And maybe it's okay to have one account, but have a number that you're not going to go below. That is your baseline for an emergency. Absolutely. And I think that if you say this is the baseline, then a good thing to do is to reward yourself if you keep building that up and you can go, okay, now I have the green light to go and take that vacation or spend that money on that item that you really do want as opposed to tapping into your real emergency fund for something that is other than an emergency. So how much should it be? There's a general rule of thumb to have three to six months of your living expenses in cash. And that's just a good baseline number to set. So think about what would it take if you didn't have any new income arriving for three months or up to six months and have that be your baseline for an emergency fund. Number Our next tip on the page is get proper insurance coverage. This is very big for uh, folks in their 20s, 30s, and 40s, and their insurance needs are going to change in that decade. You know, Tim, when you talk about, we, we've had some uh, actually discussions fairly recently. We set up a simple IRA for a company in, in Conway, and, and we talked to some kids that were 19, 20, 21 years old, just getting married. Some of them didn't have a child yet. Some of them had just had a baby. That is a critical time to be thinking about life insurance. Yeah. One of the young guys I talked to did have a young baby under a year old, and he had also lost his dad at an early age. And so he remembered that his dad had life insurance in place for his mom and the rest of the kids. And so that's something he wanted to look into. So for a 20-year-old to be able to recognize, hey, I've got this young child here that I want to be able to make sure has a way to get through school, through, you know, kind of get him set up and, and help and all that is huge. And in your 20s and 30s, life changes a lot yeah. on you. I mean, you come out of college, you I mean, if you're not um, getting married, you may not need life insurance at that part, or maybe just the uh, portion that the company you work for actually offers you. But when you do get married, start having kids, you need to make sure that you have that life insurance in place for income replacement for that day when you might not come home. And so that is really going to be built on term life insurance because that is where we can actually get the most face value um, for coverage for the lowest premium. And it also continues to allow you to have additional cash flow to be able to save for your emergency fund or save into retirement and things like that. And down the road, insurance may not actually be needed. You may become self-insured if you do things correctly. If you get out of debt and you're able to build up your assets at some point in time, maybe in your 50s, when term life insurance would cost more, you no longer need life insurance. And Mm -hmm. so that's one thing we look at for our clients. Yeah. I think it's critical to point out there that we believe in paying the least amount of premium to get the most amount of death benefit coverage. Exactly. Let, Let your money that goes to insurance be as small as possible so that you can put the rest into retirement savings. All right. Next tip. It's okay to be comfortable taking risks. So let's let's talk about what that means. It doesn't necessarily mean jumping out of an airplane skydiving. Although if you want to do that, go right ahead. Just wear a parachute. But when you're younger, this is talking about your investments because we, we, we talk with people all the time. Don't really look at your account value. When you're building a 401k and you're in your 20s and 30s, that is just a number on a page because you're not. it only means something when you're going to take it out and you're not planning to take anything out, Janet, for decades. Yeah, you really need to be more focused on the number of shares. And and mm-hmm. I want to be very clear on this, especially going into 2020 because we yeah. have a presidential election coming up. I'm just going to tell you before we get into 2020, it's going to be a volatile year. And so there are going to be ups and downs 
mountains. There's going to be hills and valleys all along the way. Your focal point is the discipline of just continuing to invest. And don't worry about the value at any particular point. It's going to go up. It's going to go down. Here's the secret. You're not retiring tomorrow. Okay, so we're, we're talking to that group in their 20s, 30s and 40s. Just keep putting money into it. Now, if you want to you know, get some more details to understand that so you can have some peace of mind, we'd be happy to walk through that with you and help you really understand the why behind it. But just keep doing it again. I, I'm playing the role of psychologist in, in the show today. But, but let's talk about mindset one more time. <laughs> I thought maybe you, we needed it. I didn't know if you were talking about because we needed it. Well, you probably do. But do, yeah. Yeah, let's okay. let's let's say that when it comes to money, everybody needs a little bit of, of, yes. of therapy. Right. Uh, and I have witnessed the millennial generation being real risk averse hmm. because yes. they saw their parents go hmm. through 2007, 2008 right. and mm-hmm. lose homes and lose chunks of their 401k and things of that nature. And without thinking about it, they just pulled back from yeah. risk. And that is the worst thing that could possibly happen to them because not taking that risk means that they're not going to get the return that they need to build that wealth. And they don't really understand the cow story. They don't really yeah. understand what is called dollar cost averaging. We don't have time to go into it today, but just go and Google it, dollar cost averaging. You can take a look at it. It allows you to to accumulate more shares. Janet, as you were saying, when the market goes down and you use risk, uh, and you basically take advantage of what the market is doing to you or for you, whatever the case may be. We would say if you avoid all risk, you also avoid all opportunity. Yeah. And again, just like everything else, there's balance in life. John, as business owners, we take risks every day. And there are people who are wired for that and people who are not. And I understand that. But when you're talking about investing, if you're going to invest, you have to be ready to accept some level and some type of risk. And if you don't take on the risk of the market, you're taking on another risk. And that's, that's right, inflation, inflation. Because John's talking about you don't get the return you need if you don't invest uh, appropriate. You've got to believe in equities because it's the asset class that has historically outpaced inflation. And if, if you're even going to tread water towards retirement, your dollars are not going to be worth as much obviously 30 years from now. If you're trying to get to the other side of a body of water, you could fly over it and take a lot of risk, or you could hmm. take a rowboat and, <laughs> and not take a lot of risk of falling out of the air, but you're probably not going to get there. You're yeah. probably going to wear out before you get there. And what you're really risking when you don't take risk is you're risking that financial independence that we were talking about earlier. You're risking the ability to actually mm-hmm. achieve the goal that you're looking for. So you have to manage risk. You have to use risk to your advantage but you can't avoid risk. Let me point out, too, that at GenWealth, we work with folks in their 20s and 30s. I think we already shared a story about how Tim and I were doing that recently. If you'd like to learn more about the the dollar cost averaging story, or as we like to use a cow story to illustrate that, or like to sit down with a financial advisor, it's absolutely free to do that for the first appointment. And you can do that by reaching out calling us at 501-653-7355 or just send us an email or just go to our website, getreadyforthefuture.com. There's a schedule an appointment now button right there for you uh, that you could uh, start the process uh, with talking to a Gen Wealth advisor. We have offices in West Little Rock, Bryant, Hot Springs, El Dorado, and Bossier City, Louisiana. All right, let's move on to the next, next decade. We're talking about financial planning tips now for you in your 50s, and we'll get one tip in before the break here, our final break of the program. Get a grip on retirement income planning. Get a grip. We're just going to say it right out, right, <laughs> out, right out of the gates. And I think this is a good time for you if you're in your 50s and you're starting to look at what do I need to achieve. Most people are going to focus on what? They're going to focus on the pile of money. Yeah. That, that's how we've been trained to think. Man, I've got 800,000. Maybe I've got 400,000. Whatever whatever the number you have, you're always thinking on how short are you? But that depends. That greatly depends on it depends on how much income you need and want in retirement. Think about it this way. If Sam Pittman at his press conference had said, right, "We're just going to go out and win the game." And didn't say anything else, yeah. you know, and didn't comment about what type of offense he likes to run or, or anything of that nature. We need 42 points. Yeah. 
If we score 42 points, we're cool. Yeah. yeah. Has any coach ever said that? No. Oh. No. So you've got to have a game plan, and that it has to be a detailed game plan. Here at GenWealth, we call it the GenWealth Ready to Retire process. It is a process that we take our clients through to get them ready to retire. Genius title, right? Yeah. <laughs> so we we know that there are steps that you need to take to be prepared for retirement. And so I would just encourage you to contact us here at GenWealth to learn more about the ready to retire process because once you're on that journey, then you've got a game plan to get you where you want to go. I'll throw those numbers and emails out again. 501-653-7355 to talk about the GenWealth ready to retire process and start to really frame your thinking around income rather than asset level. Or you can also reach out with an email, info at getreadyforthefuture.com. There's a schedule now button right there on the homepage as well. So we'll sit down with you and talk about the ready to retire process. More on financial planning tips for you in your 50s next. Your retirement should be more. More what? More than just investments. More about you. Find out more when the Get Ready for the Future show returns. We're back with more straight talk about retirement, investments, and your money on the Get Ready for the Future show. The end of the year is a great time to reflect, evaluate how you did towards your financial goals. On track for 2020 is the subject of today's Get Ready for the Future show. What are some practical tips that you can implement in 2020 to help you be on track for retirement, or as we like to say, financial independence. And we've made them decade specific. So the final segment, we started it in the last segment, your 50s and beyond, 50s or even 60s in some cases prior to retirement. That's the that's the key component here, prior to walking away from work. And we talked a little bit about tip number one in our last segment, but I want to revisit that Getting your mind around or getting a grip on, as we said, retirement income planning. It is not a magic asset number uh, at the end of your work life that's going to get it done. It all depends on your income, and that income, need and want, will determine the amount of assets you need. So it's really a little bit of reverse engineering, but let's kind of explore that income uh, part of that a little bit more. And, And Tim, we talk about it in two areas. We we have one monthly income number and we plan on a monthly level because we know that's how most people live now in their work life and how they get paid. They think about a monthly budget because that's how the bills are paid and bills are still going to be there in retirement. So it really comes down to two income numbers when added together makes your income number. It really is. We, we really see retirement um, being like building a house. We want a strong foundation, first of all, and that's what we call your required income. What's it going to take every single month um, to pay your monthly expenses that you're going to have every single month? And so that's d- different for everyone, but we have to know that number so that we can provide that strong foundation and guaranteed income, whether that's from Social Security, pensions, potentially an annuity, whatever it is to fill that gap. And then once we have that required income number and we have that taken care of, then we have that desired income. That's the rest of the house. That's where we do life. That's where we do um, the grandkids, the vacations, and all those types of things that we really want to do in retirement um, that maybe we didn't have time to do while we were working. Guys, it's unfortunate, but uh, the the most often asked question at Gen Wealth is, well, what's going to happen when some yeah. bad deal happens? Mm. And the whole strategy behind the Gen Wealth Ready to Retire process is getting that firm foundation. So if what if happens, then you're still okay. Yeah. Now, you're not going to thrive in that situation. Nobody's going to thrive if we have a big economic meltdown again. But we want your foundational income, meaning the essential income that you need to pay the essential expenses at home, we want that to be rock solid. We want that to be as solid as the foundation of the house that you live in. And if you live in the central Arkansas area, sometimes those foundations aren't all that <laughs> solid. But but the, the idea here is that you do not want a earthquake, if you will, from a financial standpoint to rock that foundation. It may interrupt a vacation. It may cause you to put off doing some stuff with the grandkids, but it's not going to cause you to have to put off going to the grocery store. I think it's important to remember that since the markets have existed, okay, there has always been a crisis du jour, if you will. There's always something. We've seen those charts that, you know, show the graph of time and here's the 
the crisis at this point. Here's the crisis at this point. Here's the crisis at this point. And the reality is there has never been an extended period of time when there wasn't some crisis du jour. It's going to happen. Don't be terrified of it. Be prepared for it. That's yeah, the key. That's the, that is the key. So it really comes down to when Tim mentions required income and desired income. It's it's buying your dignity in retirement with yep. the required income, and then your independence with that desired income. And one of the things to consider when you start evaluating, well, how much is my required income? Obviously, those are the expenses that aren't going to go away in retirement. But maybe there's going to be one little added increase because another tip on our schedule here or on our uh, content plan is look into long-term care planning. That has to be something that at least has to be addressed in retirement. I call it the elephant in the room when yeah. it comes to retirement income planning. Because if we build an income plan, let's say, for a couple at 65 years old to walk out the door and their plan is going to produce $6,000, $6,500 a month for them on a monthly basis, what happens if one of the spouses needs care and needs all of that 6500 Well, the income plan has been shot. Yeah, and you have to think about this. What's the worst thing that could happen to someone as they're older? They can't go out and get a job, but they all of a sudden have a chunk of their income that gets taken away. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what a long-term care event is, is it's taking away that chunk of income that you were enjoying. It's actually now diverting that over to the care of the other spouse. You know, what we see when we have long-term care discussions, it's either something they've never thought about or something that they are almost begging to get taken care of. Yes. And the reason they do that is that they've experienced it as the adult children caring for a parent who had to go through some long-term care situation. They have seen it and they say, I don't want to put my kids through that or my spouse through that. What can we do to avoid it? And so knowing that that group of people is so focused on fixing it, if you will, then I mean, that that really tells the story. When they've lived through it, they know it's important. If you haven't seen it, talk to somebody who has. And one of the other things that we talk to about those folks that have experienced that long-term carers is estate planning. Yeah. That's another thing that we really need to get shored up when we're in our 50s or hopefully earlier. When you're an but adult. <laughs> when you're an adult. <laughs> it's something we like to put off, though, because yeah, we don't really like thinking about that. But those people that have experienced their parents going through those long-term um, care health issues mm -hmm. are also the ones that come in here and already have their estate planning completed. And let me just say, a lot of people tell us, oh, I've got my estate planning handled. I've got a will. And they stop their end of conversation. We're not estate planning attorneys. Mm -hmm. You need to talk to somebody who is. But I'm going to tell you, if a will is all you have, you're not done yet. Guys, all the stuff that we're talking about in this particular segment is encompassed in our book, Your Retirement Should Be More. And I think it'd be great to give about five of these away. We did yeah. this last time. If you reach out to us on our Facebook page, Gen Wealth Financial Advisors, just go on and send us a Facebook message that says, hey, I would like to have the book. I want the book. That's all you have to say. And uh, we'll get in touch with you, get an email address, and we'll figure out how to get that book to you. But we want to give that book away. And because there is so much about retirement that's not about the balance of your 401k plan. Yeah. And we've put a lot of that in this book, and we want to share it with our listeners. That's what I was going to say is the great thing about this book, and really I think the great thing about how we approach uh, financial planning and retirement income planning is it is really write down base level straight talk. It's not all about high level investment strategies. Is there going to be an investment strategy? Absolutely. And we want you to understand that investment strategy that your assets are going to be in. But it's so many financial books or retirement books can be so in the weeds with this and that about the, the specific investment choices and investment strategies. A tip on our list here is reevaluate work and meaning. And that's not something I think you probably hear many financial advisors talk about. We talk about it on this show, and there's some great areas of that book that addresses that. There's a big chunk of this book yeah. that talks about you have to retire to something as opposed to from something. There are a lot of people, almost everybody, wants to retire from something. They want to get out of the day-to-day, -day, the grind, the work day. They want to, to enjoy life. Yes, they want to do that. But then after you have that fun, that initial kind of burst in retirement, then what do 
you do? Well, I, I've been thinking a lot lately of this used to be a super popular book, Rick Warren's Purpose Driven Life. And, and that's what we look at in retirement, you know, that we believe your retirement should be more purposeful. As long as you still have oxygen in your lungs, you have a purpose for being here. And, and I think that when people lose sight of that, that's when they don't enjoy retirement and frankly, probably die too young in, in retirement. Uh, without really having any health issues. They've lost their purpose, and it's just not any fun anymore. Some of the words that we've used in this program as we get into our final couple of minutes of the Get Ready for the Future show, we talked about mindset. We talked about discipline. We talked about belief. That has nothing to do with investment strategy. That has everything to do with getting into a routine, getting Mm -hmm. motivated, being encouraged. And guess what? Sitting down with a financial advisor that you trust and believe can be that set of motivation tools that you need to get towards your financial independence. And I think that would be the way we should close this thing out is if you're sitting at home right before Christmas, you want to get on track for 2020, think about what you need to get motivated, get encouraged, get educated. Sitting down with a Gen Wealth Financial Advisor costs you nothing to do. Or not, nothing to do that. It Not a dime does it cost to sit down and have that first complimentary appointment with a Gen Wealth advisor. Now, at the end of that appointment, we can have a great discussion about whether it makes sense for us to work together moving forward. But I can't emphasize enough how it's about the relationship that really is the motivation, encouragement, and education that somebody needs to reach their retirement goals. Scott, we are the bridge between money and life. Uh, there is a lot of information about money. There's a lot of data out there. There's a lot of stuff out there. But how do you apply that? How do you actually make that work in your life? Uh, what is it that's relevant to you? What is that out there that's irrelevant to you? I, I, I read books and articles all the time, and I think about the, the irrelevance of a lot of that information to people and their ultimate outcome, that ultimate destiny that they're looking for. Uh, you can talk about expense ratio of this and rate of return of that and all that, and it's just a bunch of crap is really what it boils down to. It really you don't is. hear that on every radio financial talk show right there. Well, I, you know, I, I can't help but just be just blatant about it yeah. because the, so many people are being led astray. Yeah. Let's call it that way. Uh, let's go back to the football parallel for just a minute. A, a good coach is going to build the game plan based on the types of players that he has that he can utilize on that team okay the same is true for a financial advisor we're going to build that plan for you based on what type of person you are what are you wanting to do in retirement it has to be personalized for you i was talking to a couple yesterday and talking about the retirement red zone and she said, so we're in the retirement red zone, but we want to get to the end zone. That's, yeah. right. That's exactly right. Yeah, great yeah. way to put it. Stepping out and making that first contact is easy. 501-653-7355 or just email us info at getreadyforthefuture.com. Don't forget about the book giveaway. Email us for that. Your retirement should be more. You can find out more at retirementshouldbemore.com. That's all the time we have for this week's Get Ready for the Future show. Hope you all have a Merry Christmas and we'll talk to you next week. The Gen Wealth Financial Team is available to you 24-7 at info at getreadyforthefuture.com or call our offices at 501-653-7355. You should personally consult a financial advisor before making any investment, and no strategy can assure success. Gen Wealth Financial Advisors is an Arkansas-registered investment advisor with securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA SIPC. The Get Ready for the Future show is a production of Gen Wealth Financial Advisors, and opinions expressed are not those of this radio station and are for general information only. 